Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. right. Absolutely. 
among the greats. Once upon a time, you only had a handful of ball players to hit over 600 home runs. You had Babe Ruth, obviously, but you had Willie Mays. You had Hank Aaron. You had Mickey Mantle, okay? Baseball royalty, okay? A Mount Rushmore for the sport in and of itself, hitting hitting 600 home runs. Then you had to kind of fly into the steroid era. All of a sudden you had Mark McGuire. All of a sudden you had Sammy Sosa. All of a sudden you had Barry Bonds. And the jury is still out on these players as far as how great were they as far as that accomplishment, or was it something else? But we will. But 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 here is Albert Pujols, and you also had Ken Griffey Jr., who I put into the same category as I do with Albert Pujols, a a, a fine player, you know, that that could do it with his glove. Albert with uh, playing first base all those years, again with the Cardinals and with the with the Angels, and even Junior. Okay, Junior is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Albert is going to be too. Again, so in grand fashion, and he didn't waste no time. Okay, so he hurries up and hits his uh, 599th, and I believe four days later, here comes 600. Baseball had an opportunity to cheer him on, and he's again in grand style. You know, I, I, I'm one of the cynics of the, of the sport. You know, pardon me for a minute, but I think that when you got an Albert Pujols, you're the pitcher. You got Albert Pujols coming up, right? And here, here's an opportunity to get your name in the paper, to be part of history, okay? And so I look at the fact that bases loaded. Uh, here, he, here he comes for a chance to get 600. Yeah, I'm going to groove it. I, I'm going to groove it. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to groove it. I'm going to lay it right down the middle. I'm going to let you know here it comes, and you go ahead and take it on up out of here. You know, there's a player, um, Al Downing. Do you know who Al Downing is? See, Al Downing is the is the pitcher. Now, this this is one for you, a baseball purist. But Al Downing was the pitcher that uh, served up Hank Aaron's 715th home run. All right, he served that up. So Al Downing will always be mentioned every time you talk about Hank Aaron's uh, 715th home run. So I look at this. I look at the same. I look at the same here for the for the pitcher uh, that 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 threw the that, that threw that uh, grand slam home run to um, to to Albert Pujols. Yeah, I'm looking his name up because I don't know who he is, but I'll let you know before the show is over. But again, a great great milestone uh, to go along with names like A Rod, uh, Jim Tomey. So you start talking about names that that hit hit 600, and, and it used to be a milestone, but because now of the steroid era, it kind of takes away from that. Another milestone we want to talk about in today's show is uh, Clayton Kershaw. Now, some of you followers back in the day when RJ and Mike was on the show, you know how I feel about Kershaw and, 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 and that Dodger team when they were young in his, in his 20s. Well, Clayton Kershaw uh, just recorded his 2,000th strikeout. 2,000 strikeouts. I mean, that, that, that's right up there with, with, with 3,000 hits. Okay? That's a lot of pitching, folks. Okay? That's a lot of pitching. Uh, and, uh, and so, thank you. Urban Santana, let me go back. Urban Santana was the pitcher that uh, gave up the uh, home run to Albert Pujols. So, there you go. He will, he will be forever linked 
with uh, with Albert Pujols, Irvin Santana. So there you go. Mark that one down. That'll be a trivia question one of these days. But going back to uh, Clayton Kershaw, clearly one of the one of the most dominant uh, lefties in the league since Sandy Koufax. Okay, I mean, I know some of you out there say, well, what about Steve Carlton? You know, yeah, but you're talking about just a power pitcher, great location, still in his prime. If you still, if to talk about, okay, uh, just a perennial Cy Young. Okay, with with Clayton Kershaw, another great milestone to 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 go on. We're going to keep an eye on him as long as he can stay healthy. I know he kind of started the season slowly, but uh, again, uh, congratulations to Clayton Kershaw on his. 2000 strikeout. Another milestone again that we have in, in, in uh, 2017, the first no-hitter was thrown yesterday by one of the most unlikely pitchers in the league, okay? How many of you out there uh, know that Edison Volquez, and you're going to say, who? Yes, right, Edison Volquez threw the first no-hitter for the Miami Marlins yesterday, uh, and, and the thing about Volquez is if you're watching pitch, he is what you call a feast or famine pitcher. He really is. Uh, he, he, he's he got good stuff on some time. I have seen Volquez, and this was against the Diamondbacks yesterday. Uh, but the thing about Volquez, Volquez, when he pitched, he's pitched with seven teams, okay, in, in, the, in the major leagues. He was once with San Diego. I believe last year he was with Kansas City. And he, again, he's very feast of famine. Or he's like the little girl with the curl. You know, when he's good, he's very, very good. But when he's bad, oh, he's horrid. Now, I remember watching him one time when he was pitching against the, he, he was pitching with the San Diego Padres and he was pitching against the San Francisco Giants in, San, in Petco Park. And he had good stuff. In fact, the only hit he gave up was, you could have called it an error, okay, on the third baseman, but for several innings, he had the Giants bat. This was the year the Giants won the World Series. Uh, he had the Giants bats absolutely locked up. They were tied up. He couldn't do anything with them. On another occasion, I watched him pitch. Uh, he did the same thing for about four innings, and then the bottom fell out. And I believe they scored four runs on him. And, uh, again, where he's good, he's very, very good. But when he's bad, he's hard. But he put it all together yesterday against the Diamondbacks, and the last time we had a chance to talk, the Diamondbacks were leading the West. So that was no, that was no uh, freak of nature with that team. The team has got some good bats. That means uh, Goldschmidt and all those guys could not figure him out. And he's good for that. At 33 years old, it's funny how some of these pitchers, as they get a little bit of season on them, start to figure out what's going on. So for Edison Volquez, you know, to congratulate him, on the no-hitter would be enough. But what he did afterwards was what really showed a lot of class. He took the time to uh, dedicate that no-hitter to um, Yardo, uh, excuse, excuse me, to to Jose Fernandez, number one, uh, and to and yeah, to Yardo uh, Ventura, the two young players that passed away this this past this past year. If you all remember the tragedy that happened with Jose Fernandez in the boating accident uh, um, with 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 with, in, with the Miami uh, with the Miami Marlins, it absolutely devastated that team. A uh, young up and coming pitcher that uh, was 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 just going to be the next great thing for that team, and it was just it was just sad. It was devastating. And then the tragic car accident 
that happened with um, Jordano Ventura uh, with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and he he actually played with uh, Ventura last season. So to be able to take the time to dedicate his uh, no-hitter to both of those players and to the families of those players, I thought was a very class act. Again, congratulations, Edison Volquez, the most unlikely pitcher to pitch the first no-hitter of the uh, 2017 season. So now let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about some other things that's gone on in this past week since we've talked. You know, last time I had a conversation with you all, I, I brought up uh, the wonderkind of the New York Yankees, Mr. Aaron Judge, who is right now the way too early leader in the clubhouse to be both the Rookie of the Year and the MVP. Uh, this week, this young man just launched a 510-foot home run. And if you recall, we talked about are the balls juice? People, I'm here to tell you now, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. Now, a lot of folks are saying that, okay, we baseball has cleaned up its, its, its drug issue, okay, that, that we're not having steroids float around and all these different things. But now we're starting to see some things that we need to pay close attention. Now, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that steroids are back, Okay. But a 510-foot home run followed the week before. Last time we spoke to a 460-foot. Now, that's a lot of strength, all right? But that ball is jumping out of these parks this year, all right? You've got pitchers, uh, starting pitchers, that's hitting 98, 99 miles an hour, okay? And this goes beyond what uh, Aroldis Chapman is doing. Again, baseball had this issue, and they turned it back on it years and years ago. I am saying that you keep an eye on certain things. If you don't, then you're, you're subject to fall into – baseball is kind of slow when it comes to those sort of things. So you, you have a tendency to, to fall into these habits. So you've got to stay very, very close to it, folks, and that's just me talking. You know, I think it's kind of fun to look at. He also leads the, the American League and leads baseball right now with, I believe, 17 home runs at the, at, at the, at the time we've been on the air. So let's keep an eye on it because it seems like every time I talk about Aaron Judge, I look around and he done did something else. I, for one, would be glad to see him live. When he comes to Detroit, when the Yankees come here, I'm going to make sure I got a ticket so I can see what this kid has really got. But but he's all over you. If you're paying attention to baseball, people, he is everywhere, okay, when it comes to the New York Yankees. He is the second coming, if you listen to some, of the great Mickey Mantle. So let's start getting into the standings and what we're looking like, looking like right now as the first week of June, uh, you know, starts to wrap up. We still look at those Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, still having an amazing season to this point, uh, but they are still leading the East. But guess what? There's their nemesis, the Boston Red Sox, and all of that money and all of those names is right there in the hunt, folks. You wanna, if you're a baseball fan, you really, really want to see uh, the Yankees continue this. Going on. I don't care if you hate them or not, but you really want to see them continue to play well. This makes for great theater going down the stretch. It's definitely going to make a great theater going into the All Star break because all you're going to be hearing about is Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge. He's an amazing, amazing talent. So you want to keep that, keep that going. We want to move down to the American League West, where there's another team you want to keep playing. Right now, they are killing everybody. 
okay, in the American League. And that is, that would be the Houston Astros, okay? The first team in the American League to 40 wins, all right? And that's that's saying something. That's saying a whole lot. They, they actually have the best record right now in baseball. All right, it's going to be kind of fun to watch how this team continues on. You notice how I waited to the end to bring up the American League Central because those, and in my opinion at this point, is the all-slorans in the American League, all right? Because if you're looking at Houston, you're looking at Boston and, and, and New York, all right, and to a lesser extent Baltimore, and uh, you're looking at some teams right now that that are really, really putting it together. Well, you've got a lot of teams in the American League Central that's really just hanging around 500. So really what you do is you take all those teams, okay, in the American League Central, you throw them in a bag, and at the end of the season, who's, it's just like the NBA uh, lotto. Whoever's, whoever ball comes up first, that's going to be a team that's going to make the playoffs. Everybody else is just like whatever, okay? We, so, so let's move over to the, to the National League, and let's look at what's going on there. And, again, you've got those, what I would call those uh, regular season darlings, in the Washington Nationals. And I say that because it just seems like every every season in the regular season, they just put they just put teams away then we get to the playoffs and we wonder what happened to them. But the surprise right now is what's going on in National League Central for two reasons. Number one, I still believe that the Cubbies are having again just that that uh World Series hangover. They're just playing 500 ball, which is doing what? It's causing other teams to kind of like step up and be a part of it. Teams like the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, I can promise you that of all the teams that we have in the in National League Central, that the team that no one really was talking a whole lot about was the Brew Crew. Okay, you, you know the Cubs and the, and, the, and the Cardinals was going to bring something to the table. You you were hoping that Pittsburgh, if you're a, a Pirates fan, was going to at least make a, a, a push for the wild card. But I don't. But but I'm here to tell you that the Milwaukee Brewers was was not that team that anybody thought was going to really 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 uh, be making a push. We're going to watch what what goes on with them. We're going to see where they're at in a, in a couple of weeks. You know, are the Cubs going to wake up? Are they going to wake up at all in the, in the first half, and do they have to? You know, that's another question you want to ask. You're the defending champs. You know what you have. You know what's going on. A lot of people are trying to say, well, you know, you let Dexter Fowler get away. Dexter Fowler was such a catalyst for us last year. Well, I just don't see that being the case with a team that is as talented as the Cubs. I think that they are really just kind of like sleepwalking through the first half of the season. We'll watch this team after the All-Star break and see because, you know, Joe Madden, is is a genius. Okay, he's that he's that manager that a lot of people don't talk about, but I think he's got the pulse on his team. I believe that what he's going what he's doing right now is allowing his team to just kind of like bask in the glow of being world champions. You know, they're tied for first place even at 500. They're tied for first place, so we keep an eye on that again as the season going on to see if they really kick it into gear right around the All-Star break through the first half. In my opinion, the first half of the second, the first this this is a mouthful right here, folks. The first part of the second half of the season and see if they don't take take over and run away with the uh, National League Central, and then finally we get to the National League West. This to me will be the most exciting and the most intriguing race throughout the entire baseball season. Why is that? It's because you got a couple of teams out there that you're really pulling to keep it together, and that's the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
when we when we was on the broadcast last time, they were tied for first place. Well, the other team has crept up in there, and that other team is uh, we just talked about that pitcher that's got 2,000 strikeouts, and that would be the L.A. Dodgers, who was actually picked to win this division anyway. Okay, again. When you're playing April, May baseball, folks, you're just really trying to get your feet together. You're really trying to just get it, get yourselves ready to really go into a stretch. I, I watch teams rest players and these sort of things. 162 ball games is a lot of ball games. So you start getting into the uh, 56, 60 game range. Then you start teams just really trying to just hang loose until they get into. I think these managers are trying to be real smart. This whole sabermetrics thing has really kind of crept in when you're starting to see certain things in baseball. And let me kind of explain that. People, they start they start looking at all these statistics. They start looking at, you know, how a player plays after a, a night game, after a day game, all these different sort of stats. And you start to see these managers take these charts and graphs into the dugout to say, okay, we're going to rest so-and-so here. You're going to rest so-and-so there. So you got – April, May baseball, early June baseball, where you're not even seeing whole lineups. And for the fan, it drives you nuts. Uh-oh. A little bit of technical difficulty, but I know I still have you all here. So you have the fan gets absolutely nuts. I've gone to pay. It's the same argument that we have for basketball, where you pay the money to go see your players play, and then the next thing you know, you're resting a couple of players. Baseball has kind of adopted that a little bit more so than, than they used to in, in the past, where you will have a couple, two or three of your uh, main ball players take a day off here, take a day off there, and you're seeing a lot of players that when you get down the stretch won't be playing. You see a lot of these teams, with the exception of some of those we've talked about, start to really, you start to see a lot of 500 ball from very good teams. Okay, you're starting to see 500 balls from teams like the Cubs. You're starting to see 500 ball from teams like, uh, you know, you start seeing them from just from the, the Baltimore Orioles or teams that you know are supposed to be contending. You start to see that a little bit more. You see, when you look at the American League West, you see the majority of those teams are within two or three games of 500. And if it was not for the fact that the Houston Astros have run away with the American League West, there would be – there would absolutely be a race there. When you look at the American League Central, we go back to that for a minute. All of those teams in the American League Central within six games of 500. You, your team that leads, which is the Minnesota Twins, is only four games above 500. So you have this going on uh, with all of these teams, and it kind of makes for dull baseball, in my opinion, because you know that these teams should have more in the tank but now what you're doing in the first half of the season is just really watching budding stars, and what you're really doing is just kind of like taking the family out to get to the ballpark, okay? We're not really playing hard baseball until we get right around the all-star break, in my opinion. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. When you start seeing the standings look the way they look, you've got a couple of teams that's really gone crazy, and now teams have to change their philosophy. If you're in the American League West, if you're in the National League East, what are you going to do? Are you going to make a push, or are you just going to play 500 ball with the rest of these teams and hope that you can catch fire and get into and just get into the playoffs? So that's the sort of things that that we're starting to see right now. So, you know, as we so it, 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 it's kind of difficult to say until you get to the All Star break, who are really the pretenders and who are really the contenders? We we, we see the, the the moves that we make in hot stove, but we're not really sure. So let's take the rest of the time that we have and let's look at some of the real 
hot matchups that we got coming on, or what I would call the home run uh, series of the week. So knowing what we know that of these teams that's really got a lot to, to play for, we, we look up and lo and behold, there you have the Washington Nationals. And they're playing those red-hot L.A. Dodgers. And they're red-hot now because they have leapfrogged in the first place from being in third place just about a week ago. So, again, the red-hot uh, Dodgers against the Washington Nats, you're going to see some great pitching matchups in that, in that series. And, and that could be a potential playoff contender, uh, a playoff series down the road. Let's keep an eye on that. The other series is the classical rivalry of baseball. Okay, and it is, and it means something early in this season. We got the Red Sox and the Yankees. Those teams are first and second place in the, in the American League East. Okay, a classic classic baseball right now. Whether you get you get to see Aaron Judge, you get to see David Price, you get to see these players that uh, both of these uh, general managers have kind of gone in different directions. Where you see the Boston Red Sox try to get some some name players that still got some gas in the tank, where you see the Yankees and their youth movement. But now you got the Yankees and their youth movement in first place, and you have the Red Sox right now that's going to be battling. That's going to be fun. Do the kids keep it going all year long, or do the experience and the talent of the Red Sox finally prevail? Well, this is one of those, sec- this is one of those installments, folks. You don't want to miss it. And finally, I got to tell you about the snoozer, or the, or the swing and the miss series of the week. And oddly enough, here are another two teams that uh, on any other season might be in it. You have the Mets and you have the Rangers. All right, the Rangers is, played, is set at fourth place in the American League West, and you got the Mets in the East. Both, both of these teams are victims of uh, very good starts of the first-place teams, the Nationals and the, the Astros. And I spoke a lot on, on both of those teams. Well, folks, that's all the time I have for this Sunday. We'll see you the next time, you know, for uh, for Inside of the Park. And we want to tell you right now to be safe. Okay, folks, the ball game is over. All right, so that's the ball game. So please, please drive home safe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.